This is Tom Fox. I would like to welcome you to a special five-part podcast series on navigating CFIUS risks with business intelligence, a podcast series sponsored by K2 Intelligence Financial Integrity Network. In this podcast series, I visit with Him Das and David Holly to discuss the risks involved in the Committee on Foreign Investments in the U.S. and how best navigate them. David Holly, a co-lead of the CFIUS Advisory Practice at K2 Financial Intelligence Integrity Network, has more than 25 years of global investigations, business intelligence, corporate governance, and regulatory compliance consulting experience. He draws on decades of private sector experience to provide pragmatic advice that integrates his investigative skill set and financial expertise with cutting-edge technology. MDAS has over 15 years of strategic experience in crafting innovative legal and policy solutions to domestic and global challenges involving critical U.S. economic and national security assets. He assists and supports all aspects of K2 Intelligence FIN's work, including risk assessments, training, and the development of and review of new services, products, platforms, and technologies. In this podcast series, we will take a look at an overview of CFIUS, then consider navigating the CFIUS process by proactive engagement and compliance solutions. Consider CFIUS sanctions and export control compliance frameworks, CFIUS and cyber risk and access control, and conclude with effective monitoring and compliance officer solutions for CFIUS. This series is one that I know you will enjoy. It is a special production of the Compliance Podcast Network, and once again, sponsored by the K2 Intelligence Financial Integrity Network. In this episode one, I visit with David Holly to discuss business intelligence to identify threats and vulnerabilities. So David, CFIUS is something that I think most people have heard of. There's an awareness that something exists out there in the compliance world. Uh, there's going to be a little bit more awareness, but in the greater transactional world, in the greater business world, in the greater trade world, it has become extraordinarily important. So I wanted to see in this interview if we might be able to take uh, a little bit of a, a broad dive into what CFIUS is and how business intelligence can be used to identify threats and vulnerabilities. Could you start by uh, giving us a broad overview of CFIUS? Sure, sure. Thank you. Um, so CFIUS is a government committee uh, charged with protecting U.S. national security by reviewing foreign investment in U.S. business. Um, the committee is led by the Secretary of the Treasury, and it's composed of national security agencies such as the Defense Department, Homeland Security, and the Justice Department, as well as economic agencies such as the Office of the United States Trade Representative, Commerce Department, and Treasury. The group was first uh, created in 1975 at the direction of uh, then-President Ford, and it's undergone a number of changes and a greater formalization of its authorities and processes since it was established. Last month, the most recent changes to CFIUS took effect in the form of a foreign investment Risk Review Modernization Act of 2018, or as we more commonly know it, uh, FIRMA. While previously the focus of CFIUS was the examination of transactions that led to foreign control of the U.S. business, FIRMA has expanded the committee's jurisdiction to review a much wider swath of potential transactions. So under the new regulatory regime, CFIUS has the authority to review 
uh, for an investment that could result in control of the U.S. business. Um, investments by a foreign investor in a business that falls into one or more categories of either one, a business that is engaged in the development, production, manufacturing of a what's known as a critical technology, um, perform certain functions with respect to critical infrastructure, or maintains or collects directly or indirectly sensitive personal data of U.S. citizens. And lastly, um, there are certain real, real estate transactions that could present national security concerns to the committee, such as those located near ports, uh, military installations, um, and those properties that could be used, say, for foreign uh, surveillance. Additional changes implemented by FIRMA include mandatory declarations for certain types of transactions that result in the acquisition of a substantial interest in technology, infrastructure, or data by a foreign investor with significant substantial foreign government involvement or a transaction that results in a business involved in critical technologies being foreign controlled. So there's a much wider breadth of potential transactions that could fall under review. And while the changes to these rules could potentially envelope a greater number of transactions, FIRMA does provide for greater clarity around expectations and certainly delineates exceptions. And but more importantly, it is an indication that the government is taking seriously our national security and there's a heightened focus on mitigate, mitigating that risk and enforcement. All these fa factors translate to a need for earlier assessment and deeper diligence in anticipation of a proposed transaction. David, what is the role of business intelligence in the CFIUS process? When evaluating the risks posed to a national to national security by a foreign investment transaction, CFIUS really considers three basic issues. The first is what is the threat posed by the foreign investor in terms of intent and its capabilities? Two is what aspects of the business act, business activity pose vulnerabilities to national security? And three, what are the national security consequences if these vulnerabilities are exploited as a result of the transaction going through? So to get to the bottom of these questions, CFIUS will engage in an analysis to dissect pretty much every aspect of the transaction that could potentially compromise in any way U.S. national security interests. So in advance of a transaction, what we recommend is really undertaking the same kind of methodical process-driven research to fully understand the nature, the complexities, and the risks presented by the consummation of the transaction. So what's that mean? In that regard, what's frequently persuasive to the analysis is a thorough, independent, and reliable research and investigation, or what we here at K2 call business intelligence, into the factors that make up the threats and vulnerabilities of a proposed deal. In our estimation, independence 
and reliability are the keys to actionable business intelligence and knowing where to go for certain answers to key questions is frequently difficult. The great chasm from country to country as to what is and what is not publicly available, knowing what can and cannot be relied upon by way of the public record is critical. And lastly, knowing who to talk to to get answers is also important. So the application of business intelligence to the transaction in the end is about answering the same questions that you answering the same questions of yourselves as Cynthia's will ask of that transaction. David, that's a great uh, point to ask those questions of yourself uh, before you begin the CFIUS process. Could I maybe expand upon that a little and ask what threats and vulnerabilities should be identified and mitigated in your perspective? Absolutely. So when we go to answer those questions, we're talking about applying business intelligence to the, to the assessment of the threats and the vulnerabilities of the transaction. So most germane to understanding the threats would be understanding the identities and backgrounds of the parties to the transaction. So what we'd want to do is, one, understand who are the foreign investors behind the proposed acquisition. Do they have ties to a foreign government that could present national security risk to the business if the deal were completed? Does the foreign investor have a history or track record of complying or not with U.S. law? We also want to then a layer deeper, I think, and understand a party to the transaction supply chain and understand how foreign ownership of critical elements of that supply chain could negatively impact national security interests. For example, we've seen that foreign vendors pose particular concerns for hardware, software, and cyber services due to the cyber security risks that those vendors could present which would present a risk to the overall transaction. We also want to look at understanding the strategic goals of the foreign investor, really trying to satisfy ourselves that the acquisition is not part of a, you know, a larger plan to adversely impact U.S. technological leadership um, in a specific area or, or market. Um, lastly, we want to understand the transaction as it relates to the ability of the foreign investor to gain access to sensitive business information, business data, material non-public technical information, and otherwise understand the degree to which the transaction would allow, um, for example, the foreign investor to have access through either the board uh, or some other way, uh, the same types of sensitive information. So there's really a lot of a lot of investigation and diligence that goes on at the outset of the transaction to get to the bottom of CFIUS's first query, which is, you know, what are those threats that this foreign investment poses? On the flip side, um, and with respect to vulnerabilities, the focus is less on the foreign investor and more on the aspects of the U.S. business that could impact national security if the deal were to, to be consummated. So, Beyond the nature of its business activities, and whether, say, it's involved in critical technologies, infrastructure, or maintains volumes of personal data, 
parties would want to understand the vulnerabilities posed by a completed transaction. So this would involve independently assessing the complete universe of management, operational, and technical controls relevant to safeguarding the critical infrastructure, the technology, or the sensitive information, and their effectiveness, whether it's individually or as a whole. So said another way, what does the U.S. business have in place, and what is the U.S. business doing to ensure that the national security concerns aren't exploited by the foreign investor? So what we would hope to see is a, a compliance framework around the vulnerabilities, which would assess, for example, um, access. What are the measures uh, undertaking to limit the access to sensitive data, the critical technology, and operational information? Do the, does, the, does the U.S. business have physical controls which would limit literally physical access to facilities, the, the, the sensitive data, preventing you know, unwanted loss, electronic badging, camera surveillance, physical barriers, and who is gaining access? So we want to see some level of personnel screening as it relates to physical controls. There's also, excuse me, systems controls. So we would want to see the limitation of access to sensitive information and critical controls through such measures as segregating business technology and systems. So if a foreign investor is acquiring a, a technology that may not be uh, of a, a sensitive uh, or critical nature, but also has access to, say, large volumes of PII or other information or data, is that, is that delineation and access being done? Are we segregating the foreign investor from the PII and still allowing the, the access to the other technologies they need to operate the business? As far as systems controls, we're looking at to understand whether there are best practices or standards in place for cybersecurity. So whether it's an NIST standard or an ISO standard, is, are there, is there system monitoring? Is there a, an, uh, a, a, system, a provider in place to monitor access and monitor outflow? Um, is there penetration testing? Are we actively looking to see that um, we're, we're doing the we're, we're making the necessary changes on the go to prevent access as new threats to the networks become available. Um, protocols and procedures. Does the company have policies and procedures in place that, that cover proprietary information, intellectual property, trade secret information? Are we doing assessments of our vendors? Are there data use and handling policies? Is there any number of sort of access controls? Um, that we would want to look at in order to safeguard uh, uh, our, from our vulnerabilities. The next thing would be training. Um, we see a lot where organizations have the right sort of access and controls in place, but they're not teaching their employees what is confidential information, what is a trade secret, how they're reinforcing this through continuous training, are they teaching people how to prevent the loss of PII and other things? Um, two more, and that would be incident response and reporting. 
so in the, in the case of say a, a mitigation agreement which will probably which will be talked about later Cepheus um, wants to understand how you how the organization will respond to a breach or how the organization will respond to a potential data loss is there a process for notifying the committee of the failure is there a process for remediation and lastly and finally it's important that all this framework have a governance structure around it that provides management and employees with a level of accountability and reporting over the entire framework. So there's a, a tone of the top aspect and like many other regulatory regimes that um, would, would, would be imperative in the event of a breach, in the event of a loss, to, to make sure that management is aware and the, the proper steps are taken, and there is accountability at all levels for any type of breach or loss. So, David, unfortunately, we are near the end of our time, but I hope our listeners will join us tomorrow where we take up the topic of navigating the CFIUS process by proactive engagement in compliance solutions. David, I look forward to continuing the conversation. Thank you, Tom. Hello, everyone. This is Tom Fox. I'd like to thank you for listening to this episode of our five-part series on navigating CFIUS risks with business intelligence. I hope you will join us again for another episode. This five-part series, sponsored by K2 Intelligence Finn, is a special production of the Compliance Podcast Network.